0: Welcome to the Momfully You podcast. I'm your host, Chastity Holcomb, a trauma therapist, a fellow high-achieving mama, and after years of my clinical experience helping hundreds of people recover from unhealthy family cycles, I'm here to help moms transform what it means to be an emotionally healthy mom in your family. I believe that generations shift when moms heal. So, on this podcast, I'm going to walk you through how to do it, all while honoring God in the process. So, come on in, grab a blanket, and let's lean all the way in. A lot of questions that I get when I'm sitting face to face with my wonderful clients is how do I not pass down my hurt to my children? It's a question that I also had when I found out I was pregnant and then I went on to give birth and it finally like set in that I was somebody's mama. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So there's a lot of fear there. There There's a lot that scared me. I wanted to get it right. I wanted to create an environment, an atmosphere of kindness, of wholeness, emotional health to my children. So that they can thrive and strive, not only in our home, but when they grow up in their own homes, right? At this point, I had a lot of clinical experience as a therapist. Even had a lot of experience with kids in general. So my mom owns an in-home daycare. And so I I would wake up in the morning and hear babies crying in my living room or in like the little room area that she had the kids in. And so during the summertime, when we were out of school, I was on daycare duty. Come in here and change the diapers. Go on in there and fix their lunch. Okay. Go entertain them for playtime. That was me. That was me. So I had this experience working with kids outside of a clinical um, setting. And then I had lots of lots and lots and lots of kids and family when I was working as a therapist for children. And so um, one of the um, experiences that I learned was play therapy. So um, and we'll talk about how that kind of goes into to not passing down trauma and all that to your kids in just a second. But I wasn't afraid of actually caring for them. Like I knew that it was hard work and I felt, you know, equipped. I knew I didn't know everything, but I knew something. OK, OK. Um, but I was afraid of the sneaky ways that my past and my wounds would show up, right? Because we have blinders on, uh, we have, we had, we as people have blinders in general, but specifically when you have hurt, immense hurt in your past childhood wounds, you have blinders, right? And so I didn't know how those things were going to show up. And I wanted to run from that. Like I, I, <laughs> Go get somebody else to do it. I, I'm not going to be able to do it. But, 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 but right. Healing. Thank God for healing. But when you grow up learning to sort of depend on yourself to get yourself out of sticky situations or outperform or achieve your way through life in order to not receive some of those damaging messages about, your value at a particular position. So as a kid, it's like your position is to go to school, get good grades. So I'm going to outperform and I'm going to be on the honor roll. I'm going to be in all the sports. I'm going to do all the things, right? In college, your position is being a student as well. And then when you graduate, you go on to, you know, the positions in your career and then you get position as a wife, a position as a mother, all the things, right? But when you grow up kind of learning to depend on yourself, it's hard for you to imagine why others or how others could depend on you. Right? So depending on yourself teaches you you're an island. You can do it yourself. And no one is better at doing it your way. Okay? Like you got this. You got the rule, the rule books. If people of other people can't do it, Let's give hand it to you and you make a magic out of it. I know you. I am you. <laughs> But when you come into the intimacy of relationship, relationship with your husband, relationship now as a mom with your children, it could be like mind blowing to be like, how they they need me? Oh, and I have to show up for them. It can be hard. It can be hard. So we're going to talk about this kind of dependence that is developed in the intimacy of relationships specifically with your children today and how you can use that uh, dependence, not codependence. We'll talk about that on another episode, but this desire and connection to you, how you can use that to actually break the cycle of childhood wounds versus it being something of they, they're watching my every move and I'm going to make a mistake and I'm going to traumatize them, right? That's not the way I want you to think about yourself. You are beyond your wounds. You are, um, capable and well prepared to steward your children in the way that God has called you to. And don't you ever think otherwise. Okay. <laughs> so I first want to talk about um, modeling emotional and physical acceptance. And I'm going to use kind of throughout our podcast today, our time together to talk about some stories um, that I've encountered over the years that kind of help really put these concepts into a uh, perspective So the first one is that modeling of emotional and physical acceptance, right? So as I mentioned earlier, um, I learned, I was trained in play therapy. Play therapy is essentially for, it's a type of therapy for children to help them process their emotions um, and their stories, in my case, stories of trauma through play, right? So it's like a safe place where um, the kids can come in. They're not told no. They're not told that they can't play with certain things. They're not told that they have to play with things in a certain way, right? Or they're not told that their story is too big or that it scares the adult away because sometimes... What happens is when a child experiences trauma, and maybe you experience this, is they believe that their, their hurt, their trauma, the experiences that they've gone through are too big for adults, that the adult is going to cry and be dramatic and storm off and be so angry for them that they're not angry with them. So they walk away thinking, this is too big. I can't tell them what actually happened. I can't give any more details because they're going to blow off. They're going to blow up. There you go. <laughs> they're going to blow up, walk off, and do something that might get me further in trouble. Now it's my fault, right? So play therapy provided this safe place for kids to feel seen, heard for whatever feelings they had, right? For whatever um, stories and way that they wanted to play out their, their trauma, or their emotions at a lot of times where <laughs> I, my youngest client was two years old and play therapy and, you know, on up until maybe 10 or 11. And then we start getting into more talk therapy um, and trauma therapy from that, from that uh, standpoint. But I've had clients that come in and they don't do a single thing. And that's OK with me. Right. I've had clients that come in and they destroy the therapy room. I mean, just toys everywhere. You know what I say? Oh, you like to play that way. Oh, I see that the, the gun is down on the floor. Hmm, you like that. Not, uh-uh, stop, put that down. That's too much. You're being too loud, right? They don't have to, um, they didn't have to bounce there or adjust rather their behaviors based off of my reactions. Children need that sometimes. Children need that, that safe place, right? So sometimes we would, I would invite parents in, I would invite them in what we call filial play um, to for them to observe how I was present and in the moment with their play therapy, but also for them to start to engage that and even do a little bit of that at home. But the first step was always teaching them how to validate emotions, how to validate emotions, validating emotions if we if that's step one, step zero is accepting them without judgment. Right. So we, if you grew up in a home where you had childhood wounds, your your mom, your dad or both were dismissive of your feelings. We don't cry. Right. We're not a a touchy feely family. Um, If something very traumatic happened to you outside of the home and when you tried to bring it back to your family and the response was, we don't talk about that or they went about life as if that thing didn't happen to you. In a lot of cases, this is sexual abuse, right? We're going to continue to go around uncle, brother, whoever it was that offended the abuse. And we're not going to say anything. We're going to act as if it never happened. That sense of denial, it invalidates the emotion and experience. And therefore it doesn't accept it as true, right? So the first step was teaching parents How to validate emotions by accepting emotions as that is true for the child. They're angry in this moment. Let them. They're sad in this moment. Let them. They're happy in this moment. Let them. Even join them. Right? When you have this understanding for yourself that you have and experience emotions, you have your body as it is now and you accept it as it is without judgment right? I'm sad and I'm going to let myself be sad. I'm angry and I'm going to let myself be angry, not be aggressive in my anger, but I'm going to let myself be angry. I'm disappointed. I'm going to let myself be disappointed. I'm not going to say, well, people have it worse, or I should have done this, or this is why that, this is what I get. That's one of the most like triggering things ever is to like fall. And then your parent be like, that's what you get listen, I'm hurt. And your response is, it's your fault. Almost like I'm glad it happened. So now that you'll listen. And I know a lot of times our, our parents don't uh, mean to be this way, right? They probably have their own trauma and they were talked to that way. So it's not like a, we're throwing stones at our parents all the time. There is a there is a level of compassion, that I think, that we can have for our parents, Um, that they didn't have the information or the resources that we have and they're just mimicking what was modeled. But you and I were breaking cycles, right? So, but to be told as a child that certain behaviors or outcomes are your fault, then I don't want to, you don't want to do anything wrong or you don't want to experience some of these feelings or emotions because it'll be your fault. So a funny story about kind of, showing your emotion, accepting of your emotions, and then modeling that for your children. A lot of moms that I come in contact with feel like showing their emotions will will scare their children. I'm here to tell you that that couldn't be further from the truth. I had a friend, um, we were talking about her and her child. Um, they were, I think, having a family dinner or something, and she was talking to her husband and, uh, she was just like, you know, this week just has me feeling all, you know, sometimes I was just was feeling super nervous about Monday. I, I can't remember the full story, but I do remember her saying, I i am nervous or I'm so nervous. And then her child repeated, oh, I'm so nervous, too. <laughs> I know you've had that happen. First of all, our kids are always watching. They're always listening. Even when we think they're not, right? And they repeat or mimic what is modeled. And in that very moment, uh, this child expressed that, right? He goes, oh, I'm so nervous too. And so she was telling me about it. And she goes, I got to stop saying certain things um, around them because I know that they're listening and they're watching. And I don't want him to, um, I don't want him to be feeling like that or saying that, or feeling like he has to be that because I am. And I said, can I tell you something? Cause I always ask for permission. Cause I don't want to be the therapist friend that is always therapizing people. So I said, can I, you know, can I just interject for a second? <laughs> I said, that's actually a good thing because children, they really do think that we're superheroes, They really do. They think that we're unstoppable, even in the smallest of ways. When you do something as simple as as tying your child's shoe and they are not developmentally able to tie their shoe, they're thinking, whoa, how did you do that so fast? Right? Or you're so tall that you can reach the top shelf of the pantry and pull down whatever it is that you're about to eat. They're thinking, whoa, what tall, strong arms you have. That's my mama It's the smallest of things. It truly, truly is that that puts this um, the perspective in them that my mom is a superhero. And when you show your emotions or you express your emotions, you normalize your emotions. And what it does for a child is basically it's like if a superhero can feel sad, it gives me permission to feel sad. And remember the whole play therapy thing. Children need that safety. They need that validation. It's okay. Because once you see your emotions as messengers, not threats, not something that is negative, but a message, then you can work with your emotions, not control your emotions. Because that's the whole goal. And so you being able to model, you know, the nervousness that you feel, the disappointment that you feel, right? We are teaching our girls how to ride, um, their bikes, their training, they're in their training wheel days. And, um, my youngest was getting super frustrated because she couldn't, um, she couldn't keep up the momentum, right? She would start or we'd give her a, give me a caboose. She'd say, we'd give her a caboose and she'd be pedaling, pedaling. And then she'd come up, um, you know, like a little incline in, in the road. And she's like, ah, I can't do it. Right. I can't do it. <laughs> And so I pulled her aside and I told her, you know, I had to learn how to ride the bike too. And I remember being so frustrated because the bike was so big and the pedals were so heavy. And I was just like you. I was disappointed because I really wanted to ride my bike. You did? Superheroes. Superheroes feel sad. Superheroes feel disappointed and they're not afraid to say it. Okay. So modeling emotional, physical acceptance is a huge part of not passing down trauma. And if indeed something traumatic does happen to your children, because unfortunately, 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 we cannot protect our children from all harm. We can do the best that we can. We can prepare them the best that we can, but we cannot protect them from all harm. In the event that something traumatic does happen, wrapping them around unconditional safety for whatever their thoughts, feelings um, come up around that will help them so much. And I would say 99% of the cases of trauma, The, the uh, going back to children, if the child had experienced a response of safety, right? Being heard, being seen, adults acting mature around said trauma, then the impact, the negative impact of that trauma lessened. They knew that it wasn't their fault. They knew that they had support within their family to help them through it. And, and the same on the flip side, if they didn't, right, it could be a little worse. It could be a little worse. And I also see this in my adult clients who tell me this specific thing happened outside of their home or inside of the home that was particularly traumatic. And I went to my family and they swept it under the rug and it made me feel silenced. It made me feel unsupported, right? It made me feel fill in the blank. And for the clients that did have folks that wrapped around them, they still have impact from the trauma, but it's not necessarily attached to the belief about them being at fault. It may be something completely other other thing, right? I can't believe other people. I can't trust other people, right? So just want to kind of insert that in there, right? Moving on to the other way that you can... Um, prevent or stop this kind of passing down of the childhood wound is by modeling boundaries, boundaries. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why, but we're here. We're here. (laughs) I was working with, um, I was working with this teen mom, um, one time and we were kind of working through, um, a lot of her parenting style and a lot of her own personal trauma. So I'm, you know, looking at her, I'm I'm staring at generational trauma, literally be passed down in front of me. So we're working through some parenting skills that that could help her with her baby, but also working with her on what happened to her, right? And she kept saying, you know, a lot of things in a session, my mom don't love me. She doesn't, she doesn't love me. She don't care about me. We continue to process this. And she said, you know, She didn't really care. And how I know that she didn't care is because she let me do anything. She didn't know it, but she was talking about boundaries. She, it was very interesting to see, and I've seen this, you know, with other teen clients as well. um, It's interesting to see that the lack of boundaries was seen and perceived as lack of love. When you model and uphold boundaries with yourself, with people outside of your family and with people in your family, it is an act of love. It is an act of love. You are not weak. You are no more faithful, no more loving. If you don't have boundaries and you let life trample over you. Okay. Your children need to see this love personified through a boundary. I am not going to allow you to do X, Y, and Z. This might actually hurt you and I care too much about you to let it happen. This that being able to say that to your kids now this may be, you know, well, it could be younger and it could be older in life, right? So when your kids are are doing particular behaviors, I can't let you hit me. That's a boundary. I can't let you hit your sister. It it's hurtful. It hurts them when your hand hits them in that way. That's a boundary. Right? Um when they're when they're older, I can't let you um Engage in this type of behavior. It will hurt you. Being able to stand in those boundaries is also being able to stand within the boundaries of yourself. I'm not a bad mom if I tell my kids no. I'm not a bad mom if I'm without my kids for more for less than 24 hours (laughs) or more than 24 hours. Right. I'm not a bad wife if I need some time away or if I can't do this particular thing that they're used to me doing. You're not bad for setting a boundary. Go back and listen to the Boundary Baggage episode. I think it's called um, uh, Why It's Hard to Set Boundaries with Your Mom, I believe. So go back and listen to that. But modeling and enforcing boundaries is a really, really great way for you to stop passing down childhood trauma. It teaches your child that boundaries are okay. It teaches them what behaviors are acceptable and not so that when they do get... In relationship with friends or other people, they can recognize hmm, this person is healthy. This one is quite not because I asked them that I told them that I don't like this particular behavior and they continue to do it. They don't respect me. They've completely disregarded my boundaries. And I know because my mama, my mama taught me about boundaries that this is not OK. This is not a healthy pattern in a relationship. So like, it's like raising our kids, dismissing or or breaking the cycle of childhood trauma, raising our kids, um, in emotionally healthy families, we're raising them to leave us. And I know that's so sad. It's even sad for me to say it, but we're raising them to be adults. We respect them as humans, as children, and we steward them well, but eventually they're going to spend most of their life as adults. And we set the foundation when they're at home. Lastly, because I'm getting a little wordy. Okay. Lastly is um, modeling safety through repair. So mistakes will happen. You are human. And as long as you are alive, you will make mistakes. If we never made mistakes, if we were always perfect, why would we need God? Why would we need the Holy Spirit to guide us and help us and to ask him, hey, like, I don't really know what to do with this. Can you help me, please? (laughs) Mistakes will happen. There will always be moments, days, maybe even months. We call those seasons where you don't feel your best, where you say something that you wouldn't typically say, that you do something that you wouldn't typically do. That's outside of your baseline character. It will happen. You will hurt your kids. But hurt does not mean traumatized. Hurt does not mean traumatized. And building up all of the other safety areas that we talked about before, safety and boundaries, safety in, in accepting emotions and, and body safety, right? Being able to set that up when you do make a mistake and your children can come to you and say, hey, mom, you hurt my feelings. Or I didn't like when you did blah, 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 blah. Um, I remember I was getting the girls ready to go to daycare, I believe. I can't remember. Um, We were getting ready to go somewhere and I was, listen, exhausted. By the time you pack, get the kids dressed, get them in the car. You're tired. You're so tired. You've done 99,000 things before 7 a.m. And so I was spent. One of the kids didn't want to get into her car seat, and y'all, before I knew it, that mom rage got the best of me, and I yelled, "Sit down!" And the fear in her eyes—I will never forget it. I will never forget it. And in that moment, she didn't tell me how she felt. But later on, when they got back from school, and she kind of like played it out a little bit, a little bit later, and I—I I talked to her. I said, "We had a rough morning, didn't we?" Mommy yelled, "I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry." She said, "Yeah." I was scared when you raised your voice. That is safety. For your child to be able to tell you that you did something that was hurtful and them not experience a consequence of physical punishment or a silent treatment or guilt tripping, that is safety. So God forbid something traumatic happened to them and throughout their childhood you have taught them that it's not safe to bring emotions to you, they're not going to tell you. They're going to feel your response and the consequence of that. But if you have built up safety within them, modeling boundaries, modeling emotional acceptance, physical acceptance, they can come to you and say, you hurt me or someone else hurt me. And I know that I won't be punished for telling you this, for expressing my pain. It won't be diminished You're going to see me, you're going to hear me, you're going to love me. This is generational shifting and changing behavior. And I believe it for you. I believe it for you. Your children will not be wounded by you. They will not have the same story that you had. They will not be able to relate to some of the trauma stories that maybe their peers will talk about. That they will go in, if they have kids, right, to give the gift of safety to their children. And it's going to come from you. It's going to come from you. I believe that with you. I truly do. Right? In those moments where you feel particularly low, right, particularly guilty about something you did or said or didn't do or didn't say, Cause those moments will come again, asking the Holy Spirit, like, oh, I'm like, I don't have the words because i never had this model to me to go to my child and apologize or go to my child and repair. Ask the Holy Spirit to to help you. He is the greatest helper. Give me the words to say, right? Let, let us not be the generation that like just sweeps things under the rugs, expects our kids to be okay. Just because a little time has passed. You ready to eat? That's not an apology. (laughs) That is not repair, right? It's not repair. Passing down childhood trauma ends with you. I believe that for you. If you need assistance with being able to walk these things out, accepting your emotions so that you can accept your children's emotion, accepting your even body, right? To accept your children's body, setting boundaries, maintaining boundaries, providing that safety throughout those things, as well as with repair, I invite you to book your free call with me to see how I can support you at momfullyucom backslash coaching. Again, you.com backslash coaching so that we can get you started. I believe, I believe this for you. Even if you don't sign up with coaching for me, with me, <laughs> I believe this truth for you. All right. So as always, thank you for stopping by to chat with me today. It was so fun and I cannot wait for us to be able to do it again. But until then, take care.